Hello all, and welcome back to Grades for Days. And yes, if you're wondering, days is spelt with a Z because we're just that cool. For those of you who are new to our show, we're a group of people who feed off placing judgment rather than receiving it because that's just an easier way of handling it now, isn't it? Before I jump into the show here today, I'm running it by myself. My little co-workers are uh, taking a sick day. You know what I mean? If you aren't already subscribed to us, first of all, lame. Second of all, do it. Do it now. Do it now. Click that button. Click that button for me. No, seriously, do it. Because we love y'all of y'all, and we love your opinions, and we love hearing from you. And today, it's a prime example of why you should do it, because everyone who commented on our show has an opinion in today's podcast. Jumping in, today's topic is Canada as a whole is being graded on its protection and recognition of human rights. Ooh, ah, no special sound effects are added. I can hear the excitement in your voice, can't you tell? Canada is a very well-known country for being open-minded, fair, and equal. But how well do we actually rank on a report card if you ask me? Today I'm going to tell you. I've developed a nine strategic categories that if you stay to the end, you will hear an average for Canada's human rights. All our subscribers who commented got an opinion and was included in this podcast today. The first category. Canada has a fair and accessible and effective system of dispute resolution. With everyone's input, this ended up rating as an 8 out of 10. As far as everyone has learned in Canada as a whole, it does its best to be fair and resolve any problems or issues that arise. It is not a lower ranking because of many factors. With the Magna Carta and the Canadian Charter of Rights and Freedoms, everyone in Canada has a right to fair dispute resolution. No matter who you are, where you come from, what's your pay grade, if you're middle class, higher class, lower class, everyone has the same right. This being said, it shows that everyone around has to have a fair understanding of the rules and laws, which is where the fairness comes in. With Canada, it's made very easy to check what our rights and regulations are. Any member of the community is usually more than happy to answer that question for you if you don't know the answer. For example, Google. Lots of people have lots of different opinions on there, and that's where more people develop their opinions. I've, we have decided as a community not to rate this as a 10 out of 10 because everything has its flaws. No one's that perfect, and there's always a way for more dispute resolution. For example, not everyone has access to this information, which would make it difficult to understand and be able to dissolve the problem at its risk. You can't please everyone, which is something that we as a whole in this podcast have learned together. Everyone's going to be cranky sometimes. Category number two. All citizens, regardless of sex, marital status, religion, and sexual orientation, including children, aboriginals, immigrants, and the elderly, are entitled to equal treatment before and under the law. This one dropped down a few uh, pegs there. I don't know what happened, guys. Not my opinion, but anywho. It got rated a 6 out of 10 with everyone's voice. As Canadians, we do our best to make sure that everyone has a fair and equal treatment under the law system in Canada. 
For marital status, we have been one of the more advanced countries with this because we have made it legal for same-sex marriage and regular sex marriage, too. I think religion is where we begin to lack, and that's because people narrow-minded. And when immigrants or aboriginals come into our country and they have their own beliefs and their own religion, it's hard for other people to see their point of view, which is no reason as to why it should be. Everyone should have their right and everyone should be allowed to respect that right. However, equal treatment doesn't always happen because of issues just like that. The Charter ensures that expansive fairness, rights, and other central rights, for example, the opportunity of articulation, private people, organizations, or different associations. This implies that generally, an individual can't amount to a charter challenge against personal business in a private association, or an individual who isn't following up for the benefit of the public authority. The Charter likewise shields privileges of all Canadians from endocarbons by laws, approaches or activities of governments, including specialists, for example, the police. With this, protecting it gives proof that Canada is above average, slightly, but can still improve. Again, there's always going to be problems. Can't please everyone, especially this topic and category specifically. It's just something that's slowly been evolving and hasn't been perfected to a prime yet. And we've already made it to category number three. After this guy, we have six more to go. Hang in there for that final mark. So in category number three, we got rated a seven out of ten. Solid. I'll take it. Go Canada. The Canadian Human Rights Act of 1977 shields any individual in Canada from separation when they're utilized by or get administrations from the central government. First Nation governments or privately owned businesses that are managed by the central government, for example, banks, shipping organizations, telecaster, and media communications organizations. Individuals can go to the Canadian Human Rights Act to ensure themselves against badgering or segregation when dependent on at least one ground of separation. For example, race, uh, age, sexual, direction. This is at a seven because with all the input we received, we have decided that a law having the protection from anyone, individual, but it isn't higher because with that being said, improvements can be made. For example, deeper communication between lawyers and courts, finding proper answers for cases, digging deeper for those answers, having more protection on the streets, allowing people to have somewhere safe to go talk so they don't have to commit these problems. Anything such as this is why we aren't at a 10 currently. Excuse me, a little quick water break here. Alrighty, we made it to number category number four. Category number four. Getting close to my fave, but we're not quite there yet. So, category number four is all citizens have a voice in the democratic process. Uh, Canada does that pretty great as long as you're a Canadian citizen. Otherwise, it takes a little longer for you to get there. Canada allows anyone over the age of 18 to have an opinion in the voting system. That being said, that opinion may not happen, which is where we lack, or Canadian citizenships haven't been approved, which is where we're losing that voting in the democratic process. As a Democrat, everyone in the country has a fair opinion on who should run the country. The legal system in Canada has one of the best systems I've been informed thus far in everyone's years of learning or opinions done given in grades for days. All right, guys.
That's it for Category 4. We're over halfway through. On to Category 5. Alrighty. All Canadians enjoy equal access to government services. This guy was rated a 6 out of 10. Could be better. Again. In my opinion, nothing's perfect, but uh, you guys might find that one different a little later on. <laughs> if you know what I mean. Alright, so this guy was rated an eight, uh, 6 out of 10 because... We think that the government has done its best to allow equal access to everyone, but it's not realistic. All human rights legislations in Canada have to coincide with the Canadian Charter of Rights and Freedoms. With that being said, they will follow the guidelines to the closest bare minimum they can and do no more. An example of this is someone trying to get fair access in courts with less income and not being able to provide their own lawyer to defend themselves. The government provides a public lawyer... They have the same training as the paid lawyer, and it's just a public defense lawyer instead of a personal lawyer. Same education, same experience, and in fact, the public defense lawyer may even have a little bit more experience with cases such as the ones being handled thus far. Canada is at a six because we have equal access to government service, such as public defense lawyer. It's not a zero because above and because I have already explained an example of the public defense lawyers and how we do provide it, but there is still lack of justice. For example, if it didn't get to the court system and they had access to knowledge of the law system before thus, then it could have been prevented and the whole court system could have just not had that case whatsoever. Guess what, guys? Three more to go. And then you get to hear my final mark from Grades for Days. Oh, I wish I had my backup here today. Oh, it would be much more fun for you guys, unfortunately, but I'm a pretty fun person, so it's fine. Canada abides by its international obligations to protect, to protect human rights both domestically and abroad. Ooh. Alright, guys. This one got a 2 out of 10. Personally, I think it could have gone a little better. But you know what? Everyone lacks summer, right? It's a 2 out of 10, because with everyone else's inputs, it allows many people in our country to better their lives and quality of life. This is a beautiful idea, but with the flow of people coming in, it has become hard to manage. And I think over the last half century, Canada as a country has built a reputation where, that we're multicultural, which is wonderful, and I'm so grateful that we're in a country like that. However, building these relationships as multiculturalism has allowed us to see the other side of things and to see that not everyone has multiculturalism and it's hard to build that relationship with other countries abroad and protect people who aren't from Canada abroad. For example, countries such as, uh, I don't know, Asia or China don't quite agree with multiculturalism and if it came down to their man or our man, they would pick their man hands down, which is understandable if you're that short. But in that case scenario, they are not that short, which is why I think it should be at least a four, if not a five, because we are a multicultural and we build relationships and we worked hard as a country to build those relationships between other countries to make sure that everyone is safe. And there's a link in the report card, I will drop it in this podcast here. You guys can go check it out. It's super neat. A lot of you guys dropped the same link. You know, you never know. Everyone thinks the same around here, I guess. Alrighty. Congrats, y'all. We made it to number seven. 
Category number seven states that all members of the justice community uphold to the rule of law and respect the rights and freedoms protected by law. So for those of you that are new or don't really know what the rule of law is, by definition, the rule of law means that the principle governs with all persons, institute, and entities, public and private, are accountable to laws that are publicly promulgated, equally enforced, and independently adjudicated, and which are consistent with the international human rights norms and standards. Our government in this country has better developed plans if you were to look in comparison of other countries. For example... It is a law that any government that prints any government prints are published in both French and English in Canada, which are the two prime languages we speak here in Canada. And we are beginning to speak them more in Arabic and other languages such as Inuit languages as well. But right now it is illegal unless you print it in English and French. The fundamental purpose of this policy is to ensure that the government departments and agencies provide their services in both French and English in geographic areas of the province where French-speaking population is more popular. We are, as such, a high level, in my opinion, because with the knowledge I have received and everyone else has inputted, it is my belief that our justice community does its best to respect that rights of the rule of law given the example above as well as implementing anything new that needs adjusting. For example, in Ottawa, the OC transport buses, the O-Train, has signage everywhere in both French and English, allowing you to see where you're getting all over town, just in case you may not speak one of the other languages. In our country, the members of justice respect the rule of law and understand the fact that nobody is above the law no matter how much power they hold in their hands, which is why this number 7 category was rated at an 8 out of 10. All right, guys, home stretch, two more to go. We are now at my last two, which are my favorite. The government is accountable to the rule of law. Who knew that someone could take accountability? Because I know I sure don't. It's a lot of work. From what everyone has inputted through this podcast, I have no doubt in my mind that compared to the other countries, Canada is superior in many ways. We have rated this category a 10 out of 10 because under Canadian law, there are many levels of government, which helps keep everyone honestly level the same. For example, the municipal governments may have another mayor case or they may rig the voting a little bit to elect a new mayor. You never know. With that being said, the federal and provincial government even though it may not be their jurisdiction, if someone believes this happened, the community members can go to the federal or provincial government and report this and something will happen. Another example of this is police are obligated to arrest anyone with rule of statute or common law. Basically, that means if they have reason to arrest someone, valid reason, they can arrest them, no matter what level of status they are in the community even if it's another officer or a member of the community with more power in them. It is the police officer's legal obligation to arrest them, and if they don't, they are facing jail time. Which is why I think us Canadians, we are very much accountable under the rule of law, and that's why we have placed it as a 10 on this podcast today, guys. All right, last one. This one was inputted by all the listeners and all my fans out there on the community and not just one one of the main listeners out there who has the most opinionated person I know don't worry we love you you know who you are so the final criteria is 
all Canadian citizens have a right to education. Wow, that's great. That is the first time I'm reading that. But it's true. In Canada, it is illegal not to go to school unless you are over the age of 18 or someone who is a parent or guardian to yourself has signed you out of school. If there is a consistent number of absences in the school, police are obligated to go and get you and make sure that you are all right. And if you are, they send you to school. No if, and, or, or buts. Until you are 18, it is you are legally required to be in school. With that being said, it's a little extreme, but it rarely gets to the police officer stage. This is still the way that Canadian government enforces the right to education. And then from there on, they can pursue further post-secondary education from that. Well, there you have it. My lovely listeners, that's our report card. And if I take those numbers, turn them into an average, Canada ranks about a 7.5 out of 10. Which, in my opinion, that's a pretty amazing mark. Thank you to my regular listeners for inputting your thoughts. And I encourage all my new listeners and subscribers to encourage, encourage thoughts for next week. I couldn't have done it without you or gotten this far without all you nerds. Tune in next week for Grades for Days to hear about candidates, Canada's indecisive weather. Is it winter? Is it summer? Are we in Texas? I don't know. Catch you later.